Well, my message today is called, Are You Really Okay? Are you really okay? You know, when somebody comes up to you and says, Are you okay? Why do they ask you that question? Because they see something is not okay. The times that we're not okay, we need to ask the Lord what is going on. And we're going to take a look at Acts chapter 13, verse 5. Acts 13, verse 5. This is when Paul and Barnabas was starting their ministry. And John Mark joined them as part of the ministry team. So let's go to verse 5. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And they had John with them to minister. All right. Take a look at the scriptures real quickly. From verse 5 to verse 13, something happened. Because in verse 13 it says, Now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga and Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. Something happened to John Mark. He wasn't okay. He chose to leave the ministry. He was with this powerful Paul, powerful Barnabas. He was actually, after he left it, with the scriptures that went on before that were when Paul was ministering to um, some sorcerer. And then he ministered to um, a man who was a leader, and he became saved. And, and he was doing all kinds of great things. And Mark, John Mark was like watching, watching with the oh, that? Power. Power. Um, power and water. So-and-so, and they can help you. 
among many counselors, there is safety. You know the greatest prayer that we could ever pray? Help me, Jesus. You know what John should have done? Paul, help me. I need help. I'm not like you. I want to be like you, but I'm quite not like you. I'm not like Barnabas either. I, I would really like to be that way. Did he do that? No. He just cowered down and left the ministry because something happened. He got offended. Something. Maybe he said, oh, they're just too great for me. I, I can't be like them. I'm just going to slither away. You know, it doesn't even say why John left the ministry. We can only speculate as human beings. Why do we stop doing things in our lives? Something happened. It's not just one thing that happens. It had to have built up in time. And you know, when they did this separation, there was a time of traveling. There were 90 miles between these two cities. 90 miles, something happened. in 90 miles that caused John Mark to leave the ministry. In our lives. How many miles have we walked and walked over bumps and bumps and bumps of things and never dealt with those things that is causing those bumps? And at the end you go, man, I'm fed up. I'm done. I can't go any farther. I'm out of here. It's because something happened along the way that wasn't dealt with. You know, when I minister to people who are contemplating divorce, and I've done this many, many times, many, many times, I'll ask them, when did you stop being honest with each other? When did you stop telling the truth to one another? That's when things start going haywire. We can't be afraid of our spouses. You can't be afraid of the people that you're in relationship with. This recently, I had something happen. I was telling Becky earlier, I go, you know, I had some things going on this week with family. Family can get you. Can't they? Family can get neighbors and friends, yeah, but family. And I'll tell you what, I went through something horrendous, just really broke my heart. I cried for two days. Yes, this pastor cries. Does anybody cry out here? Do you find yourself alone sometimes just crying? Well, the Lord ministered to me and said something quite interesting because I asked him, I said, why? 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 Do we ask God why? 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 Well, he brought me to some scriptures. And one of the scriptures was found in Luke. I believe it is the prodigal son story. You know, we always look at that story as, well, you know, he returned to his father. His father opened his arms and embraced him. But do you know what we need to acknowledge here? Before he came home, he was in all that mire and mud and everything. What does he say? I have come to my senses. I come to myself. He finally goes, what am I doing? Until we get that revelation in our own lives, we ain't going to change. We need to say, what am I doing? What am, how did I get here? We need to ask God how we got there, and I bet issue after issue after issue that wasn't resolved. Do we have any of those in here today? Don't answer that. The Bible tells us to confess our faults to one another. 
But I'm telling you what, don't confess your faults to somebody you don't trust or you think they're going to use it against you later. You talk to somebody who knows confidence and lives confidence in your life because you don't want it blasted everywhere. I want to be able to tell somebody something and then not use it against me later. Like I said, are you okay that I'm Linda? Are you okay that I've got feelings and I'm a person? Are you okay with that? If you're looking for a pastor that is super duper up there in the sky flies, you know, and can do so many things, then you're in the wrong place. Because we need to know that we are people doing the best we can with what God has given to us. Amen. I am doing the best that I can with what God has given into my hand. And I know you're doing the same thing. So when I confess my faults to somebody else, I want to be able to say, you know, I'm struggling in this area. Will you help me? Is that a person that's humble? Is that a person that really acknowledges that others can help them? Do you think that I know everything? Ask Butch. He knows I don't know everything. Ask Craig. I don't know everything. I don't know everything. Jim, I don't know everything. I, I don't claim to. But I will work with you to find the answer. I will work with you to help you in whatever it is you need help in. And the, but then we say, well, I don't want to look weak. After all, I'm the pastor. I'm the pillar of the church. I'm a teacher. I'm a leader. I'm a wife. I'm the piano player. I need to know everything. I need to be strong. See, that's what happens. We, we are deceived because the Bible tells us in our weakness, he is strong. Huh. Huh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That I don't have to be super duper perfect person. That I have weakness and I can acknowledge it and be okay. Can I be okay in my weakness? Can you be okay with my weakness? Can you be okay with your weakness? We need to understand our part and be content. I'm not going to be a Paul. I'm never going to be a Paul. Maybe I will. I don't know. Am I okay with being a, a John? I'm okay with being a John. We need to stop comparing ourselves with others. And I'm just telling you something here. We, you know, super sister, super Christian over there, that's wonderful. She does all these wonderful things, a million things. But that person is also hurting sometimes. That person also has to go through challenges. Nobody is oblivious to that. The Bible tells us about uncomely parts, uncomely parts of the Bible. And it says in the scriptures that they're the destitute of earth, that they need to be kicked to the ground, that we're not going to help them at all. That's not what it says. It says that they are more, it says right here in 1 Corinthians 12, 23, and those members of the body, which we think, our thoughts get us in trouble, which we think to be less honorable, Upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. So you might be thinking, well, I can't be like that. I'm not like, I'm, I'm never going to uh, achieve that. I can never do that. I'm just, I'm just a toe. I'm just a toe. I'm just a John. You're going to be more honorable than those that are out there shouting at the rooftops who can raise the dead, 
who can lay hands on the sick that they recover. You are honorable most of all. Jesus, did you know Jesus asked for help? Did you, did you know Jesus asked for help? Let's take a look. Matthew 26, 36 through 38. Then comes Jesus with them into a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here a while while I go yonder to pray. Was he asking them to help him? Absolutely. To support me, to pray for me, help me be strong. And he says, and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. He was like telling Peter, you know what, I'm, this is heavy. Will you be with me? I need your help. And he says to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Would you just wait here and watch with me a little while? Do we have friends like that? Yeah. Do we really have friends like that? Even though I'm a pastor, I have mentors. I have other people I look up to. There's certain uh, people on YouTube that I watch, only one, because I don't watch any of those. I just watch one person who really puts it in me to make me to do better, to make me to want to grow better. I seek counsel. That does not make you weak. It makes you wise. Some say, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to ruffle feathers. I don't want to disrupt the peace. I have to just walk like this to be like this, be quiet, so that it doesn't bother anybody. Well, who's it bothering you? It's bothering you. Keeping the peace is not about holding things in. Scripture says to speak the truth to all men. Jeremiah 9.5 says, And they will deceive everyone his neighbor who will not speak the truth. Zechariah 8.16, These are the things that you shall do. Speak every man the truth to his neighbor. John 8.44 says, You are the of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks, he speaks a lie. Ugh. Okay, do we want to have God as our father, or the enemy Satan as our father? Because if we're not being honest and truthful with one another, we're following after Satan. We're honest and truthful with one another, we're following after God. There's no middle. There's no gray area. So again, when did we stop speaking the truth to somebody and that issue grew in our life? It's not just that little issue there and little issue there, a little here and there. It's they all build up and make giant crisis. Well, there's three ways we handle issues. We forgive and forget. We confront. We have to go to the individual and speak it out. Or we just leave them. Leave the ministry. Go away. I'm just going to get out of here. Many people go church jumping because they don't like what happened at church. They don't like it. But it's up to us to discern, to decide what to do. Most of the times, we are supposed to forgive and forget. When, for, when we forgive and forget, what does that mean? It means like it never happened. How many do that? Don't raise your hand. Do we actually go to the individual and say, you know what, I really need to talk to you about something. That's what happened with my sisters this week. 
I had to tell them something that broke my heart. And normally I would just go, no, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to cause friction. I said, you know what? 2023, I'm going to be free. 2023, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to speak the truth. I'm not going to cover up things that are going on in my life because I'm afraid I'm going to make them mad. I, I, please hear me. They might get mad. My sisters got mad. I, something happened and I just completely felt abandoned by them. Now, whether it was true or not, it doesn't matter. That's what I was going through. So I said, this is what's going on. We communicated though. We spoke to each other. Go, oh, no, 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 that's not at all what was going on. But I spoke the truth, I had to. We're still working out these issues right now, but it came out. You know how it says, don't do it because you're going to open a can of worms? Well, I'll tell you what, we got to get the worms out of us. Let the worms come out and just slither wherever it needs to go because those worms in us are making us sick. We don't want those worms left in us. So John 13, 5, when Paul and Barnabas were in Salamis in Cyprus, they preached the word of God in the synagogues. And John Mark was with them to minister. The 90-mile journey from Salamis to Paphos, they're both in Cyprus. And in verse 13, John left the ministry team. So what do you think happened to him? Maybe he felt unworthy. Maybe somebody didn't say, are you okay, John? Maybe it didn't seem to him anybody cared about it. Has anybody asked you lately, are you really okay? And meant it with sincerity. Because when they do, you better say, no, I'm not okay. Because they saw something. Let them love you. Among many counselors, there is safety. Confess your faults one to another and fulfill the law of Christ. Can you just be a John? Or do you have to be a Paul to be okay? 1 Timothy 1.15, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Isn't that what Paul said? I don't think John knew that. Paul thought about that about himself. Otherwise, I don't think John would have left. He would have said, well, Paul is like me. He has issues and problems, and he goes through stuff, and he thinks he's the worst sinner of all. But for some reason, he didn't see that or consider that. See, Paul knew he needed help. He went to the Lord. I'm, I'm the biggest sinner, Lord. John Mark should have known this about Paul. You know, that word should, and it can be used in so many ways. Because when I was in ministry and a guy came up to me, a pastor, a friend of mine, I've known for about 15 or 20 years at that point, and he says to me, Linda, I thought you were farther along than you are. I thought you were farther along than you are. You should have been farther along than you are. Now, what can that do to somebody? Big jab. Now, what I can do with that jab is, I don't want nothing to do with you. You hurt me too bad. I'm going away. I'm leaving the ministry. Or am I going to look at that and say, ooh, the sword of the Lord. It cuts 
both ways. Rightly dividing the word of truth, bone and marrow, heart and flesh. Am I going to allow those jabs to grow me up? Or, or, or am I going to run from the jabs? It's painful, people, to hear the truth. I remember this one time I was at work many, many years ago. And I had a, pa a boss, Bob, he was Jewish. Made himself known he was Jewish. I made myself known I'm a Christian. And one by one, he had people go into his office. One by one. I'm like, what's going on, you know? About the end of the day, he calls me in and he says, Linda, this is all the stuff that people have said to me about you they do not like. Ouch. <coughs> Does anybody get that in your life sometimes? <coughs> what are you going to do with it? And what I did was I said, thank you very much, Bob, for that information. I went home, crying all the way home. I said, Lord, can you tell me? Because he says he wants us to go to him with everything that happens to make sure that it is not from him or it is from God. I said, Lord, tell me. He said, well, some of it's true. Oh, which one? Blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I went into Bob's office the next day, Bob. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> Will we be okay if somebody rebukes us? When's the last time you've been rebuked? Didn't the Bible say that the Lord chastises those he loves? Do you feel loved today by the Lord? Has he chastised you lately? You know, every day I get chastised, don't I, Tom? Every day I get to, get to grow up every day. We all need a jab once in a while, don't we? We need to be able to take it from our spouses and from our friends and even from our children. We all need help. Does anybody here need any help with your life from time to time? I think we can all say that Jesus needed help. We're no greater than Jesus. But John Mark had to do something. He had to go back to where it all started back to Jerusalem. He goes, I'm going to go, he goes back to Jerusalem. You look at verse 13. He says, I'm going to go back to Jerusalem is where it all started. That's what God wants us to do sometimes because somewhere back here between Jerusalem and when he departed, something is happening. And so maybe back here he goes, you know, I really, I, I really want to be like them, but I just can't seem to, I'm just, I'm not invested. I'm not, I don't want to commit I don't want to commit because I have to commit. That's going to cost me something, God. God's saying to him, well, it's up to you. Do you want to stay in that issue? Do you want to stay back here or do you want to go forward? We talked about it in Sunday school. You've got to surrender something to go forward. You're not going to go anywhere until you've surrendered what it is. And maybe he's saying to God, Lord, I don't feel adequate. Well, then just tell me. You don't feel adequate. Repent for that. Say, I'm, I'm just a John. But that's how God made you. So why are you fighting it? See? Then he goes to the next, down the next, out of those 90 miles, he's coming back. And pretty soon he comes back, 
Pretty soon God's dealing with these issues in his heart, dealing with these issues in his heart. And you know what happened at the very end? I think this is the most beautiful part of this story. 2 Timothy 4.11. John Mark is a mess. And what does Paul say about Mark? John Mark. 2 Timothy 4.11. Take Mark and bring him with you, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. You know, Paul and Barnabas had a huge fight between themselves because of John Mark. What do you mean you're taking John with you? He just left the ministry. Why do you have anything to do with him? He took Luke. Barnabas took John. But he decided to work with God about his issues. And then he was able to connect with Paul again. And Paul said, those words. Bring him with you, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. How many of you don't feel like you're profitable because you're just a John? Well, there's hope for all those who seek the Lord to deal with the issues that got you to where you are today. Like I said with the prodigal son, it's more than returning home to a loving father. He came to himself. <laughs> he realized he needed help. How many of you can come to yourself today and say, I'm just Linda. I'm just Greg. I'm just Kelly. I'm just Butch. I'm just Susan. I'm just Sally. Are you okay? The Bible tells us to bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. But if you don't share, how can you bear? We need each other. We need to love each other. There's a quote that I just heard, and it was on a kind of a Viking kind of movie. The king of England's advisor to the king said this, habits that are left unattended can truly become a crisis. So I, I encourage you, not to go back and look at all your sins. That's not what I'm saying. When did you stop trusting God? When did you start thinking your stuff was more important than everybody else's? When did you start not loving yourself? He wants you to go back to those issues and get them resolved. And I believe today's a good day to do it because it's Communion Sunday. And before you take communion, you better deal with your issues. Now, you might not be able to fix it in here, but you can repent and confess them in here and say, Lord, I need help. We have to admit that we are a John Mark and not a Paul. Does that make you less than? No. Remember, you greater, greater honor. We depart because things are not okay. So the next time somebody asks you, are you okay? Don't go, yeah, I'm good. Take them by the hand and go, come here. <laughs> I'm not okay. Wait, I was looking for somebody to call. I'm personal, I'm human, I'm gonna tell you. I, I went through person after person and no, I can't, no, I, no. Uh -uh. Have you ever done that? Have you ever called, I wanted to call somebody? Uh, 
So I went to the Lord, and that's when he showed me that about the prodigal son. I had to come to myself and say, Linda, you're just Linda. Quit trying to be something you're not. I'm telling you the truth is honesty. I'm being honest with you. I'm not some spiritual giant. I've never claimed to be to know everything in the Bible. But are you okay with that? Because my whole purpose here is to encourage you, uplift you, love you, and help you. 